Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, episode 428. I hope that everybody's having a great day. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. And on the show today, I have Tyler Crowder, host of a podcast called Kicking It With Crowder. You know, Tyler, Ivy Park is one of my sponsors I heard way back in the day you used to do your shows out of Ivy. Yeah, yeah, I've done a, I've done a, I've done like five or six shows up there. Um, had a had like a live podcast, had some trivia, and uh, did a couple things up there. It was pretty fun, man. Man, we we gotta we got we gotta make that happen. Maybe a, doing a doing a show together at Ivy that that'd be awesome. Yeah, we can definitely work on that. All right, well. Uh, the reason why I got you on the show, first of all, how have you been? I know it's been a while since uh, you've been on. Been doing good, man. Enjoyed the uh, the summer and uh, just been working a lot and uh, getting ready to ramp my show back up for the uh, fall and uh, just yeah, ready to roll, man. I cannot wait for your show to happen. August is now here, which means it's football season. I'm excited. I know you are a big Northside fan. They play Columbus on August the 19th. I mean, they got a pretty tough schedule. They got to play LaGrange. They got to play Hardaway. But I, I know you're a big Patriots fan. Are, are you going to try to go out to Kinnett Stadium and see Northside play some football this year? Yeah, I would, I would love to uh, get back into the program a little bit. I have, uh, I've been away for a while. I'm not going to lie. I was part of the uh, 2005 uh, team that went 9-3. and three. Uh, the first playoff appearance in school history uh, ran, had had really some really good running backs on that team. Had three guys go over a thousand yards. So uh, I mean, just some, just some fun times, man. Some of the best times of my life were on that uh, playing football for Northside. So uh, also played soccer at Northside. So yeah, I mean, gotta gotta support the home team. Uh, and I know they've they're they're not traditionally known as a powerhouse in football, but it would be nice for a. Uh, Northside to you know be competitive this year and possibly make a run in the playoffs. I think that would be uh, I think that would be good for Northside this year. Well, Tyler, because I live in Midland, so the high school that I support by close to proximity is Shaw. Yeah. So yeah, when Shaw plays Northside, that's going to be a big deal for both of us, and definitely would love to get you back on the podcast when that happens. Looking at the schedule. September the 9th. It says, according to Max Preps, that that is an away game for Northside. We all know that's a home game. That's going to be at Kinnett Stadium. Sidelines are going to be packed. But high school football, it, that's where it's at. 
I mean, especially here in the Chattahoochee Valley. I had WTVM's Jonathan Hoppy on the show yesterday. We were talking everything about high school football. Do you have a favorite uh, that probably can compete for a state title? Yeah, I think Central, man, they're loaded. They got some really top D1 players on that roster. A.J. Harris, the transfer from Glenwood, comes over. He's going to make an immediate impact on that defense. And then they also have Carmelo English, going to play wide receiver for the Auburn Tigers. He's already committed. And then they also have a defensive lineman, I think uh, Tamarian Parker's his name, uh, as well, who is getting looked at by everyone as well. He's, he is a really good player. He got three guys on defense. That's right up the middle, a cornerback. Uh, he'll probably play Carmelo English will probably play a little bit of defense as well yeah the defensive lineman he is a beast watch his tape those three guys are really good playmakers for the the Central Red Devils this year and then you know in Georgia I'm just going to tell you right now I guarantee you Buford will be in it at some point in this season Uh, I'm not sure if you've kept up with them Thompson plays Buford Thompson has yes plays Buford has played uh, traditionally as a 2A school, then a 3A school, 4A, 5A. They're 6A now, and they just whoop up on everyone. And I think they've won 10 or 12 state championships in the last 20 years. I mean, it's unreal. Their coach makes over 100000 close to $150,000 a year. I mean, it's just football's different up there at Buford, uh, at the Wolves. So that's a team, I, I, I promise you, they're going to be – they're going to make a run at the playoffs this year at some at some point. So, uh, and then another team from around this area, I think Carver. I mean, you know, they, they do have a new coaching staff. They lost a lot of good players, but you still look at that roster. Uh, they have an offensive lineman who just committed to Georgia. Uh, I mean, it's just they're, they're sending guys all over the place. They've always done it. Carver's always sent guys two Division One programs. I mean, Jasper Sanks played for the Bulldogs in the 90s, and he, he's from Carver, so he went to University of Georgia. So it's just this this area just has so much talent. And uh, when, when they all put it together, uh, man, it's just really hard for, uh, for a team like Carver to not be competitive and to compete for a state championship with how much talent they have on the roster. This is going to be a very interesting year in high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley because you have the reclassifications. You have Kendrick, Spencer, and Jordan all going down to 2A. You have Carver and Columbus has made the move from 4A to 3A. Hardaway and Shaw are staying in 4A. It's so weird how they split up the schools, man, in Columbus. See, I think that everyone should just play each other, you know, Columbus, Carver, Harris County, Hardaway, you know, they we, we all be in a region with LaGrange Troop. I mean, I, I, it just makes more sense to me, but I don't draw the region lines. But just saying, it makes a lot of sense when, when these Columbus teams are all in the same region and all in the same classification. And I guess they don't want to go up to 5A, 6A, and that's why they want to stay in 3A, 4A. Uh, at the same time, if Columbus just had, like, three huge schools – Man, this it would and and put them in six seven a. I mean, they would be unreal in some some athletic sport. I mean, you just if you can just put Central and Carver together, I mean, that's like a powerhouse. I mean, they could beat IMG Academy. I mean, seriously, I mean, that's how much talent they have. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this high school football season. Uh, let's switch gears because I know it's been on everybody's mind. It's the biggest news story 
that broke early this morning. I didn't actually announce it on the podcast because it actually came out after my podcast was published. Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended for six games for the Cleveland Browns. He has 24 sexual assault cases against him. We live in a different era, Tyler, with the whole Me Too movement, with just these uh, groups out there that are just furious. They are outraged. I feel the NFL pretty much got egg on their face because how could a player like Calvin Ridley get suspended for an entire year for betting $1,500 on his DraftKings account and Deshaun Watson only gets six games? I mean, that's that's one of the big – that's what a lot of people are um, are going to. And I will say this was a little different this time because there was an ar- arbitrator – uh, a judge who actually made the ruling, uh, but they have a chance to appeal the ruling. Well, yeah, because the new CBA, right? And they may do it. They may appeal for a longer suspension, but the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson, they're not going to say anything. They're going to just hope it stays at six games. Uh, honestly, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I take the six games and I, and I, and I move forward, right? I mean, Tom Brady got four games exactly. for deflating footballs. Uh, yeah, you look at all the suspensions. Uh, Deshaun Watson got six games for this. And then you look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger got six games for something that happened you know, 10, 15 years ago. DeAndre Hopkins got six games for the PED use this year. Calvin Ridley gets a year for betting on his own team to win and, he, and a parlay. And it's a little different this time because an arbitrator did rule on this and not Roger Goodell. So uh, you got to look into that situation. But at the end of the day, I think if you're Deshaun Watson in his camp, you, you take the six games and you move forward. I think if you're the NFL, you maybe try to get 12 games. But we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, it's just not a good look for the NFL right now, especially with this whole scandal. And I'm sure Deshaun Watson just wants to play football. But uh, he uh, he has put himself in quite a mess with all this stuff. I think of it this way, Tyler. He sat out the entire 2021 season last year. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking that's time served. Yes, he did get the six games. And there were no criminal charges on all of these allegations. And yeah. he he has claimed his innocence. Yeah. I mean, despite what you think, I think in the court of public opinion, there's going to be women fans of the NFL that's going to be protesting this guy. And I think that this is going to follow him this entire season. And and that's a good point. A good point. Yes. He didn't get suspended last year. He actually got paid, but he got a year off of his career and he did not get to play, but he did get paid. So he got paid, but he didn't get to play last year. At the end of the day, you know, maybe his body, you know, it's it's fresher now. He, he doesn't have to take all those hits last year that he normally takes. So maybe he's able to get his mind right. Maybe he can come back and be even a better quarterback than he was. $130 million guaranteed after wow. sitting out for a whole year, not playing, having 23 sexual, law, sexual uh, civil lawsuits going on. And you got a guy like Lamar Jackson who can't even freaking get a contract. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, unreal. If you think about it, $230 million guaranteed. It doesn't matter what happens. $230 million guaranteed. Unbelievable. He's got the best agent ever, all time. (laughs) Absolutely. 
didn't even play a snap last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tyler, let's switch gears. You're an Atlanta Falcons fan. The optimism for the Falcons, there's not a lot of it. Yeah. I know in training camp, you got Desmond Ritter, you got Marcus Mariota. Mariota's been named the starting quarterback. Best case scenario, the Falcons may finish 9-8. and eight. I mean, what do you think? I know that they've improved, but have they really yeah. improved or have they dropped off when Matt Ryan has left? Well, here's the thing. Last year, I, I, I predicted that the Atlanta Falcons were a 7-8 to eight win team. They won seven games. Uh, they really, really got lucky and won a couple of those games that they could have lost. As a guy who was a fan last year, went to five games where they lost all five games at home. All five games at home. No home field advantage. Okay. Uh, Matt Ryan holding on to the ball too long. The defense not showing up. Drop passes. I mean, you name it. We did it last year. I'm telling you. So. Uh, I, I saw those five losses at home. They win seven games somehow, so they end up actually playing decent when I don't go to the games. So, um, at the end of the day, I didn't buy the tickets this year. I'm not going – I didn't get my season tickets this year after last year. I will say, I think that the Atlanta Falcons could easily win seven or eight games again this year, and they're going to be competitive. They've signed guys like Lorenzo Carter. They signed Casey Hayward, a corner from Perry, Georgia, who – has those Georgia roots. I love that. You bring home Lorenzo Carter, played at Georgia. You got Cordell Patterson back, re-sign him. You also have A.J. Terrell, one of the top five corners in the NFL. You have Grady Jarrett in the interior line. I mean, you, there's things to like about the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota is going to be the starting quarterback. I think Desmond Ritter will get his shot at some point. If you look at Mariota's injury history, he has been injured almost every season he has been the starting quarterback. So I do expect Desmond Ritter to come in and play at some point, and they have to know if Desmond Ritter is the guy of the future. If he's not, you have to draft that guy. Uh, and then, but I think Marcus Mariota. I, I think people forget how good he was just a few years ago. Marcus Mariota is a good quarterback if he can stay healthy. He's been in Arthur Smith's offense for four years. Uh, so before this, so I mean, he knows the offense in and out. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. That's a nice little combo you got going on. You can keep him upright and then run the football with Tyler Algier. He had 1,800 yards last year in college. He was a real nice uh, player, and I think he's going to be one of the top running backs uh, for fantasy football for rookies this year. really think he's going to show up. And then you have Cordell Patterson to spell him, and then Kyle Pitts, Drake London on the offense. So I think uh, think Arthur Smith's going to do some things this year that – he wasn't able to do last year because Matt Ryan was his quarterback, and this year he'll have Marcus Mariota running the show. And so, yeah, Arthur Smith in his uh, in his second season, Terry Fontenot did a lot in the off season with uh, just a little bit. Didn't have a lot of money to spend, but did sign guys like Casey Hayward, uh, Lorenzo Carter, and then uh, to pair with the guys like uh, they already have on the roster, Grady Jarrett and AJ Terrell. So those are some bright spots, hopefully for the defense. And then on the offensive side of the football, you you have a Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter. They draft him in the third round. Tyler Algier, uh, the running back from BYU. And then you have Drake London, Kyle Pitts. That is a nice tandem out there. Uh, and then uh, you're going to have to uh, fare well with uh, the other receivers because Calvin really is going to miss the entire season. But, man, if they, uh, if they can win seven, eight games this year, Richard, I think that's a good season for them. What did you think of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing Julio Jones? Oh, man, that just put a spear right in the heart. The Buccaneers put the spear right in the heart of the Atlanta Falcons. They did. That was was dirty. That was dirty. I I I didn't think – I think Julio is just kind of – 
does not give a about the Atlanta Falcons and stuff, but I mean, honestly, I think he just he's proved it the last two years. He just really doesn't care about the Atlanta Falcons. He goes to Tom Brady and the Evil Empire and goes joins the Buccaneers with Mike Evans and oh man, they got all kind of weapons. I, I didn't like that. I didn't say much about that, but man, Julio lost some cool points uh, with me on that one, but. I still like him. He still had a hell of a career with the uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. But, man, that was tough. All right. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we had SEC Media Days at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. And I know I was on vacation. But, you know, I, I actually I have a goal for myself. And I don't know if you feel the same way. Is mm-hmm. uh, to get credentials so I could attend SEC Media Days next year. We use our media credentials and we attend SEC Media Days next year. What do you think? Well, see, I, I I was at ACC Media Day, but it's during the same time as eight as SEC Media Day. So we'll have to go to one, and you'll have to go to the other, and we'll have to go with our podcast. Yes, I'm definitely down. You're probably using that Bryce Coon connection, aren't you? I uh, I actually know uh, I actually knew a guy in uh, Columbia who got me the credentials for the uh, ACC Media Day uh, with Fox Sports out of Columbia. And also got to know a guy. In, it's all about who you know, man. Yeah, so it's it's about it's networking. It's not even about what you know. It's about who you know. It's it's about networking because I've been I've been on DJ Jones and Thrift Behringer's show. I've done a podcast yeah. with Rex Castillo and Jack Patterson. I mean, I know yeah. these people now. I'm I'm gonna have to hook it up. But yeah, yeah. That, that that's a goal of mine is to actually to get to attend SEC Media Days next year. I mean, that, you, I can, think, you can do it, man. All you gotta do is apply. All you gotta do is just apply for a credential. All you got to do is just apply and put your podcast on there, information, you'll be able to go. I've been to the Reese's Senior Bowl. I've been to ACC Media Day twice. I went to cover a combine, one of the combines around here. So, I mean, you can get credentials just ba- just with your show now. You can do it. You can do it, man. I cannot wait to college football season. Uh, we just have some intriguing matchups. I'm really looking forward to Georgia and Oregon, the Chick-fil-A kickoff. Georgia is an 18-point favorite. I know that everybody's talking about Georgia is going to blow the doors out of Oregon. Dan Lanning coming back to make his return to face his former team. You have a Georgia team, Tyler, that lost 15 players to the NFL. But I think that Georgia reloaded. And when the AP preseason poll comes out, don't be surprised if it's Alabama number one, Georgia number two. I know a lot of voters are going to pick Ohio State to be number two. But Georgia reloaded. Oh, yeah. You got guys like Michael Williams. Uh, he's going to play this year. I mean, he's going to play uh, a lot of snaps, significant snaps. Uh, the Hardaway High School product. I mean, he is an absolute monster. He, I cannot wait to watch him uh, this year for Georgia Bulldogs. And then they have just a, a litany of running backs, Stetson Bennett's back, a bunch of receivers. They're going to, I mean, the three, the three tight ends, Eric Gilbert, I'm telling you, is going to be a matchup nightmare this year with Brock Bowers for these defenses in the SEC. And then the defense is going to uh, just be reloaded. I'm telling you, they're going to be they're going to be okay this year. Georgia's going to be just fine. But I think the team that people are sleeping on a little bit is Ohio State. I think C.J. Stroud this year has a chance uh, to do something special, possibly win a national championship, um, maybe be the first quarterback off the board at number one next year and win a national championship, and a Heisman. I mean, Bryce Young won the Heisman last year, couldn't win the national championship. He couldn't go first round uh, because he wasn't eligible. So can C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? That's going to be the real topic of discussion this year 
uh, in college football. Who's the guy? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that question. They're both California guys. Uh, C.J. Stroud's a little bit bigger, uh, bigger frame. Bryce Young's in that kind of Russell Wilson uh, mold, where he's a smaller guy, but relies on his, uh, he really relies on his arm to make a lot of his plays, but can get out outside the pocket and run. He does not do it a lot, but he can. And C.J. Stroud just has a, a litany of wide receivers to throw to. Uh, I mean, first round wide receivers last year, he threw, threw to two of them. He's already going to be throwing to two of them this year. So, Man, I just really cannot wait. I think it's going to be a those three teams all season, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, one of those three teams. If I had to put money on it, Richard, one of those three teams versus the field, I'm taking one of those three teams. I'll put as much money as I could on those three teams. Oh, I was thinking of that wide receiver for Ohio State that had a monster Rose Bowl Rose against Bowl. Utah. Yeah, Jackson yeah. Smith Nigma And right. Marvin Harrison's son, Marvin. Yes. Uh, Watched that Rose Bowl game. That was a, he was amazing. He had like sixteen hundred yards. The guy ended up with like sixteen hundred yards, like sixteen, seventeen touchdowns, and uh, like 80, 90 catches. So I mean, his 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 stats last year ended up amazing because of that Rose Bowl. And I was looking at the schedule. I think Ohio State's going to go undefeated. I mean, I think that they blow out Notre Dame week one. Uh, they have to play at Penn State. They always beat Penn State. They, yeah. get to, they get to play at Michigan State. If you look at probably two games on their schedule where you're probably going to be at the edge of your seat and it's probably going to be closer than most people think at Penn State and at Michigan State, but Ohio State's going to win those easily. Is there a possibility, even if Georgia and Alabama are undefeated going into the SEC championship game, that we might have an undefeated Clemson. We might have an undefeated Ohio State. We might have an undefeated USC. Whoever loses that SEC championship game may be out of the college football playoff. Yeah, I think I think the SEC has shown. For one thing, I don't think all those teams are going to be undefeated. That just teams slip up. Teams will just lose a game that you just don't think of. And you think of teams like Clemson against Pittsburgh a few years ago. Slip up and lose a game they just shouldn't have lost. You look at Alabama losing to a Texas A&M last year. Just didn't – wasn't weird game, you know, just a weird game. They just happen sometimes, and these teams just lose a game, just a regular game that they should have won. Georgia and South Carolina just a few years ago. Jake Frump throws three interceptions, basically keeps Georgia out of the college football playoffs. So just one loss can hurt you. But I think that if you're an SEC team and you go undefeated, and you keep it close against Georgia or Alabama, one of those two teams, and they keep it close, I th- there's no way that the voters are going to keep one of those two teams out. Absolutely not. Alabama got in last year with the one loss. Georgia got in last year with the one loss and got hot. So I think that it, they've proven over time that, yes, one loss SEC team is going to get in. The other one will get in, of course, as well with undefeated. And uh, the other two teams will be probably a Big Ten team. And, you know, I guess you just toss up the other one and see maybe an undefeated Clemson. I heard you say them. Uh, I think they would probably get in over most of those other teams. I do like an undefeated Clemson. I actually think that Oklahoma could surprise some people this year. But uh, don't be too shocked if – if Utah goes undefeated, let's say Utah beats like Florida Utah. in the swamp. Yeah, I like Utah yeah. as well, Tyler. I mean, I think Utah has a chance. They're starting out. They're going to start in the top ten on most polls, uh, and then they do if they do have that signature win. I'm not sure if you've kept up with Utah over the last two years. They had those two deaths in the program 
where the two players literally uh, were like best friends and they both died like a year apart and he, they wore the same number. It's like a fantastic story. I'm not sure if you've re- like read it or you should look into it. Yeah, vaguely. I, I, I remember. Ty, his name was Ty Jordan. He was a running back. He was a fr- he was a freshman uh, all-conference running back for, for Utah. Got shot. Uh, he got, accidentally got shot. Self-inflicted, but it was an accident. And then uh, and then a year later, his teammate was wearing his number for the for the season, and he got shot at a party, and they both died. And it's just uh, it's terrible, unbelievable. And then I, Utah yeah. dedicates a season to these guys, and they they go all the way. They win their first they win their first conference championship, and it's just like I mean, it's an unbelievable story from last season. I watched it on ESPN. It's it's a really good story, but. Uh, man, Utah has a really good chance. They, they got some really good football players on that team. You know, one of my favorite college football traditions is waking up on Saturday mornings and <laughs> watching college game day. And by the way, Reese Davis, a proud Columbus alum, he was he was a sports anchor at WRBL. I actually figured that out. I was like, oh, man, that is awesome. So Yeah, he went to Alabama and then got a job here. Uh, got a job here, worked here for a few years. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know who's starting to become a rising star in college football is Josh, Josh, Pate. Josh Pate. Yes, oh, yeah. I was going to say that. Oh, yeah. I've had him on my show like like the last three. He didn't, he didn't come on the last year, but I had him on my first two seasons. I had a crazy idea. I know that uh, as I'm trying to get involved with high school football, you know, Talking with Rex Castillo, Jack Patterson, you know, they have the prep zone and you have Jonathan Hopp doing the sports overtime at WTVM. How cool do you think it would be to get like all the major media people in Columbus to have like a game day like show go into like Kennett Stadium for the high school game of the week? Or like a Garrett Harrison Stadium to see Central play IMG. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I uh, I mean, I know a lot of those guys are going to be covering you know other games too, though. So they'll be out at the uh, like they got to cover the Brookstone game or the Pachilli game or something, you know. So it's tough on them because they got to be a lot of places at once. They got to go to three games in a thirty minutes, you know, thirty minute span. They almost have to go. It's tough, man. It's I know the Statesboro riders when I was down in Statesboro, it was tough on them because they had to cover other schools too down in Savannah. Every high school wants to get highlights on the weekly oh, yeah. sports show. I mean, but oh, yeah. they, they don't want to be that high school that you they flash up the score because they couldn't get video footage. Is that running back back at Russell County or did he transfer? Drew Pickett, three-star running back. He is committed to Wake Forest. Is he still there? Oh, yeah. He's there. Okay. Yeah, he's a beast. Oh, absolutely. Notre Drew. Dame was like looking at him at one point. Oh, he had like at least 20 offers. Yeah, that's awesome. No, uh, Tyler and uh, it was great having you on the show. Yeah, I'd love to have you back on as as we get ready to talk high school football and, and the, we actually finally have some games. Uh, I would like to break these games down. I mean, I've been making picks. I've had a top 10 for West Georgia and East Alabama. I've nice. actually I've had a poll on my Twitter page, like what should be the high school game of the week. I mean, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I mean, I, I think that it's going to be fun and uh, – I know that you're looking forward to high school football as well, and it's it's gonna it's just gonna be a fun season. Heck yeah, man! I'm pumped for it, and uh, it's always nice seeing local talent. I feel like I got a nice little eye, eye for the talent out there, and uh, so I'll keep my eye out, guys. The film doesn't lie. I just want to tell that to all the players out there. You know, you always say, "Hey, put me on film. Put me up. Put me up. Put me on the uh, highlight tape." You know what I'm saying? 
you got to make you got to make those plays out there be that eye in the sky uh and put it on film and uh and then uh you'll get your uh You'll get your uh, pub publicity, guys, because I'm telling you, you make some plays on Twitter, you'll get on there. All right, Tyler, before I let you go, how can the fans be able to reach you and find you and where they can download your podcast? Basically, I'm anywhere you get your podcast, guys, Apple, Spotify, uh, the iHeartRadio app, uh, YouTube, um, also Facebook. My Facebook page is about to start getting ramped back up, so I uh, got about a 1,000 likes on there, so got to get that back up, and... Uh, yeah, man, you can check me out starting here in about three weeks. I will have my show back up, talk college football and high school football in the uh, Tri-City area. All right, and the podcast is called Kicking It with Crowder, yep. and I can't wait for uh, you to drop some new episodes as we get ready for football season. Tyler, it was just great having you on the show. Thanks, Richard. And, hey, I, I picked the national champion now two years in a row. I picked Bama the year before and Georgia last year, so, hey, will I make it three in a row? We'll find out. The year Bama won two years ago, I just had a feeling during COVID year that Nick Saban was just, they were just going to be more disciplined and he was going to get it done. And then last year, I just thought that if Georgia wouldn't go get it, win it last year, they just would, they may never win it. So uh, I went with Georgia. And then the year before, I went with Georgia as well, the year LSU won it. And I said they really had a good chance, but they just ran in the bus all LSU. So, uh, and then they also lost that game to South Carolina, which kept them out of the playoff. But thank you so much, Richard. And we'll, uh, we'll talk ball soon, man. Thank you, Tyler, for being such a great guest on the show. That's all the time I have on this episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show, and I hope that everybody has a great rest of your day. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.